0: Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, the San Diego Goals continue their winning ways. And a deep look at the five teams' fine for those four playoff spots in the AHL's Pacific Division. All of this on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That was kind of a long intro, wasn't it? Welcome to Goals Thursday. This is Locked On Anaheim Ducks, your daily podcast covering the O.C.'s favorite hockey team or in Thursdays, the San Diego Goals. Don't forget, you'll get fresh daily content Monday through Friday. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or follow me personally at StimpyJD. And you can catch this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Once again, it is Thursday, and we're going to talk about the week that was for the San Diego Gulls. They only played two games over the past week. A game last Friday, a game on Saturday. And let's start with the game at the Stockton Heat on Friday. This was a very important game in front of hundreds of fans at Stockton Arena. I'm only kidding about that. The attendance, or rather the announced attendance, was 2,432. Yeah, Stockton's in trouble. As far as attendance, they are the worst in the league as far as attendance goes. But we'll talk about that for another day. As for the game itself, San Diego got off to a very slow start because Stockton uh, got their first goal on a power play. After a Chris Mueller hooking call, Luke Phillip got his 18th goal of the season on the power play to give Stockton a 1-0 lead. But look who comes back, Josh Mahura, the former Anaheim Duck. We'll talk more about that later on. But Josh Mahura gets his fourth goal of the season for the San Diego Goals to tie the game up at one. And another former Duck, Sam Carrick, got his 19th assist of the season. Blake Pietula also got the assist on that one. And then the special teams went a little bit crazy. There were a plethora of penalties. And by the way... That was a great fight by Chris Weidman and Zach Leslie. These two have a long history. Zach Leslie is a former member of the Ontario Reign. Chris Weidman has been around the league for quite a while as well. In fact, I could recall a couple of Zach Leslie brawls back when he was in Ontario, and he did fine there too. Zach Leslie could hold his own. No, he's no Curtis McDermott. But... He's He was still a very fine fighter with Ontario at the time. Chris Weidman, he's been with San Diego for this season, but he also was a part of Binghamton recently. He was part of Wilkes-Barre. So he's starting to get acquainted with this rivalry. They fought once before this season. They fought again. Yeah, that's kind of how it goes. But, you know, Troy Terry got a penalty. Scott Moldenhauer got a penalty. Blake Pietro got a penalty. Stockton was even worse because Zach Leslie got an additional two. Buddy Robinson got one for slashing. Blake Hillman got one for delay a game. And Brian Fries got one for slashing. So there were plenty of power play opportunities for the San Diego goals. They took advantage on one of them. On the Zach Leslie power play, Alex Broadhurst got his ninth goal of the season. A very filthy goal, by the way. On the apples from Chris Mueller and Isaac Lundestrom, another former Duck, to make it 2-1 to one San Diego. And on the Blake Hillman penalty, Chris Mueller, he scored his 18th goal of the season. And the assists went to two former Ducks, Max Comtois and Isaac Lundestrom. So two power play goals in the second period. Stockton just could not stay out of the box. That made it 3-1 to one San Diego. However... It went really weird. Brian Freeze got a penalty for slashing at the end of the second. So the goals had two minutes of power play time to start the third period. And I don't know what happened here, but there was some very errant passing. Uh, they just could not control the puck. And finally, it was Etu Tola who got the shorty against San Diego. The goals do not give up many shorties. But that one wasn't good. Tola got his eighth goal of the season. And that brought Stockton to within one. But at the end of the game, on a turnover with just about 26 seconds left, after a bad pass, Max Comtois stole the puck, gets his eighth goal of the season, and that would be your final score. San Diego would go on to win 4-2 to in front of, once again, hundreds of people at Stockton Arena. San Diego did need this game to keep pace with the Ontario Reign who are also still winning. If you heard on Locked on Kings, I you know made a little reference to a certain musical. You guys have all heard the song. Anything you can do, I can do better. Yeah, it's been that way with Ontario and San Diego. Both teams have a stellar record in the month of February. In fact, both teams got something like 18 or 19 points in the month of February. So they've really been on a collision course with each other vying for that fourth playoff spot however something else interesting has happened Ontario and San Diego have been winning a lot in the month of February other teams have been kind of falling a little bit Tucson has been struggling quite a bit Colorado they're kind of even right there the Stockton Heat they've fallen off a little bit as well so now you have all these these two other teams that are catching up and you have five teams vying for four spots We will talk more about that later. And I'm up against the brakes. So before we go into the first intermission, let me tell you how you can make Locked On advertising work for you. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Anaheim Ducks is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Ducks fans, or in this case, San Diego goals, fans, just like you, unlike any other podcast locked on gives your local company, the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners, not just any podcast listener, a locked on podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with other San Diego goals fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this locked on podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses, especially in sunny San Diego. Text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com forward slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word ADVERTISING to seven, or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. After the first intermission, we're going to talk about the Saturday game with the San Diego Gulls and the San Jose Barracuda. Ooh, stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks. And we're still talking about the San Diego goals. They just won their game on Friday night. So, how would they do on leap day? This was an early start, by the way. This was a 1.05 start. And this did generally affect the playoff picture for both San Diego and Ontario. So, the goals played their early game. It was a 1 o'clock start at SAP Center in front of. Probably their biggest crowd of the season at San Jose. They had over 4,000 there. And for one of the few times, it actually looked like there was kind of a crowd for a San Jose Barracuda game. How about that? Yeah, how about that? It didn't start off well for San Jose because Alex Dosti got his 11th goal of the season, making it one nothing goals. And by the way, I didn't mention this previously, but Anthony Stolarz got the start on Friday night's game. He did very well. So for the Saturday afternoon matinee, they would put in goal Kevin Boyle. He was looking a little bit shaky because with about 4.20 left in the first period, Anthony Greco would get his 11th goal of the season on a goal that, you know, had some blocking out in front, but that was a long goal from the point. And frankly, Boyle might want that one back. There was some blocking in front of the net but that was one that he probably could have gotten. So that tied the game up at one. Then about two minutes later, Jeffrey Veal got his 13th of the season on an up-close shot where the defense just really broke down in front of Kevin Boyle. They left him out to dry. It was bad. So that made it 2-1 to one San Jose after one period. And by the way, only one penalty in that first period. Too many men for the goals and a Nick DeSimone interference call. San Diego's power play, it didn't look like much was happening there. I mean, yes, they got some shots. I mean, they got one shot off. That was it. Joel Pearson got the shot. Yeah, that's all San Diego could muster on that power play. And by the way, that was their only power play they'd have the entire game. Same for San Jose. It was just a weird, not so much a back and forth, but the refs put their whistles away. There wasn't a whole lot of anything that could have been called. Just two teams going back and forth. They were going through the motions for the second period. So nothing much happened there. Then we go into the third period. And 22 seconds into the third period, Jaden Hopgawaks got his 17th goal of the season. San Diego needed to wake up after that second period where nothing much happened. It was 3-1 San Jose. It did not look good for the San Diego goals. However... Just a minute later, Troy Terry would get his fourth of the season to make it a tie game at two. But wait, there's more. Troy Terry would come back again and tie the game. He scored two goals in the third period late to make it 3-2 San Jose, then 3-3. So Troy Terry got his fourth and fifth goals of the season. And that second one, that really brought the bench together. They were pumped for that one. They were excited because they know that they want that playoff spot. So, going into overtime, it was 3-3. And look who comes to the rescue. One of my guys, Max Comtois. He got the game-winning goal on an overtime where, frankly, San Jose had most of the possession in overtime. They looked like they had a couple of really good shots in there. Credit to Kevin Boyle for saving the game towards the middle of the overtime. San Jose did manage to control the puck early on in overtime. They got a couple of early shots on Kevin Boyle, and they had pretty much control of the puck that entire maybe minute and a half, it seemed like. Sasha Chemlesky had a great, great opportunity to win the game, but he was stonewalled by Kevin Boyle on a tremendous save. So San Jose finally got the puck after that. Comtois got one shot, then got another shot shortly after that. And that shot up close to goal would be the game winner. San Diego wins another one, 4-3 to three in overtime over the hapless San Jose Barracuda. So San Diego is back to their winning streak. They've won two in a row after losing their previous game to the Tucson Roadrunners. So what does this mean For the standings, it is very, very close, folks, as of today. Tucson is in first place. They have 69 points. Nice. And then it gets really close after that. The Colorado Eagles, they have 66 points. The Stockton Heat have 65 points. The Ontario Reign have 64 points. And the San Diego goals have 63 points. So, from a points perspective, they are on the outside looking in. But from a percentage standpoint, they're over the Ontario rain. Here's why the Eagles and Heat have 16 games left. San Diego has 15 games left. Ontario only has 13 games left. And the rain have a very tough weekend set ahead because they have two games at Colorado and we'll talk about what that means in the final segment. San Diego, they have four, count them four games in the coming week, two at SAP Center and two at Tucson. The goals are still on the road and so far on this road trip they're doing okay. Right now, it's looking like the Rain have the tougher schedule ahead. They have the highest strength of schedule against Stockton, they have a fairly tough schedule, but that's because they play Tucson. Stockton, they have an easy road. They play Bakersfield a couple of times. They still have San Jose a couple of times. And the Colorado Eagles, they have to play Ontario. They have to play Texas. They have to play Tucson. Colorado still has a fairly tough schedule ahead. So realistically, any one of those four teams could theoretically miss the playoffs because that is seriously how close it is. Tucson, they're kind of a bit ahead. They have a couple of games at Chicago coming up this weekend. And then they have the two games against San Jose. Those are going to be very key games. And just to look ahead on the schedule for the goals, the games against San Jose, that is Friday and Saturday. Then they have two games at Tucson, Tuesday, March 10th, And Wednesday, March 11th. So once again, four games coming up for the San Diego Goals, And they are all late games. Friday's game is a 7 o'clock start. Saturday's game is an 8 o'clock start. There's no way I'm going to watch that game at 8 o'clock. And I'll mention why right now. Uh, Yours truly, the host of Locked on Anaheim Ducks, is going to be running The Los Angeles Marathon. That's right. This coming Sunday, I'll be running the LA Marathon. It's going to be a blast. I look forward to it. And as such, with Saturday being such a late night game, I will not be up at all to watch that Gulls Barracuda game. I mean, an 8 o'clock start time? Are you kidding me? That seems really, really late. And the Ducks are off that night. So there's really no sense in watching that game at at all, (laughs) to be honest. At least the other two games, San Diego-Tucson, those are 7 o'clock starts. And you can catch all of those games on AHL.tv. And coming up after the intermission, we're going to talk more in-depth with the playoff picture and go really in-depth with comparing each team's rosters. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, or I guess because it's Thursday, Locked On Gulls, which is all part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So this is the part of the show where I'm going to go a little bit more in depth. And today I'm going to go in depth comparing the rosters for each of the five playoff teams or five possible playoff teams. Right now it is Tucson, Colorado, Stockton, Ontario, and San Diego. And those bottom four teams are very close. So something I want to compare as far as all five teams is the amount of players that have been on both the NHL team and the AHL team. And I'm going to start with the Anaheim Ducks and the San Diego Goals because it is that podcast. Actually, no, I'm going to do them last. I'm going to start with Arizona and Tucson. Uh, The Arizona franchise had seven players play in both the A and the NHL, Tucson, has seven players that played in 173 games played. The Arizona Coyotes, of those seven players, they've played in 118 games. And one of those players, uh, he only played nine games, I guess, to not have his entry-level contract become an issue, but that'd be Kyle Capobianco. He played nine games in Arizona. In 38 games played for the Arizona, or the Tucson Roadrunners, he scored 34 points. He's been a very vital piece of that Tucson Roadrunners team. And in fact, when he left to play in Arizona, that's when the, I guess, tumbling through the standings began to happen because Tucson had only six losses in December. When Capo Bianco left for the Arizona Coyotes, Tucson began to struggle quite a bit in January. And that's where you began to see a couple of those losing streaks take place. So it is important for Tucson to keep Capo Bianco on the roster, and they're hoping that Arizona does not sustain very many injuries. As of right now, the Arizona Coyotes are tied for that last wild card spot. They have 74 points, so it is going to be very close, and we'll see if Arizona even makes the playoffs. If they don't, that would be a massive, massive advantage for the Tucson Roadrunners. So let's see what happens there. For the Calgary franchise, the Calgary Flames had eight players go between the N and the AHL. For the Stockton Heat, of those eight players, they've played in 208 games. They've played in 142 games for the Calgary Flames. And three guys I want to talk about. Austin Zarnik, he played eight games this season for Calgary. He's got 31 points for 29 games in Stockton. Alan Quine, he played in nine games for Calgary and 38 games in Stockton. He had 46 points. He's the leading scorer. Someone very important that could possibly come back, is Dylan Duba. Dylan, in 43 games played, has 15 points for the Calgary Flames. For the Stockton Heat, he has 13 points in 13 games. Then we go on to the LA Kings. They've had about 8 or 9 guys go from the AHL to the NHL this season. And some of those players include Martin Furk, Tobias Bjornfoot, Cal Peterson, and... Gabe Velarde, who I've talked about on this podcast in the past. And I mentioned on Locked on Kings that I take back that Velarde is overrated. Velarde has not played in 10 games yet this season. So it is still a possibility that the entry level contract, it may go. It may not. We'll see. The Kings may keep Velarde after nine games. We'll see. So far, Velarde has played six games with the Kings. He's done pretty well. As for the Ontario Reign, there are only two guys up with the Kings that would be eligible to come back and play for the Reign for their playoff push. That would be Cal Peterson and Gabe Velarde. That's it. Most of Calgary's guys are standing pat. Arizona, they haven't been too injured this season, which is only seven players. Then we go to the Colorado Avs, where they've had almost a dozen guys go between the A and the N. They've been decimated with injuries. And here are some of the injuries that Colorado's had to deal with. Uh, Philip Grubauer, he's got a lower body injury. He should return sometime around mid-March, which means that the Avs are going to have to pull from one of the goalies for the Colorado Eagles. They're probably going to look into getting either Bebo, maybe not Bebo, but they would probably go after Adam Warner or Hunter Miska. Werner has been pretty good with Colorado this season. So Werner might go up to the Avs just to fill in that spot. Colorado is going to make the playoffs. There's no doubt about it. Then they have Miko Rantanen, who's been injured for the Colorado Avalanche. So Rantanen is on injured reserve. Then you have Kale McCarr, who was out for Wednesday's game against the Ducks. Uh, Nazim Kadri, he's on the IR. He's going to miss a long time. Grubauer is still out. Matt Calvert is expected to miss a couple of weeks. Andre Burakovsky, he was out for the Ducks game as well. He could be out for an extended period of time. So you've got all these injuries accumulating for the Colorado Avs, and they've been calling up players left and right. And some of those players, Hunter Miska has been called up. TJ Tynan had been called up. Jason Megna had been called up. These are some very, very talented players. That have done very well for the Colorado Eagles this season. TJ Tynan, he's got 43 points. Megna's got 34 points. There's a lot of guys in Colorado's team that have been being called up, up and down. They've accumulated about 230 games played for Colorado and almost 400 for the Eagles. And then we go to the Ducks franchise, the Ducks and the San Diego Gulls. I want to break this down by player. There's a lot of them. Troy Terry. He's played 47 games in Anaheim, 15 points. In San Diego, he's played 10 games and 12 points. Max Jones. He's played 56 games in Anaheim for 17 points. For the Gulls, he's played 8 games for 2 points. Max Comtois. He's played 29 games for the Ducks this season for 11 points. In 27 games for the Goals, he's already scored 23 points. Jacob Larson, he's played 56 games with the Ducks this season, only 5 with San Diego this year. But then again, that has to do more with the Ducks being decimated on defense this season. Brendan Gooley, who unfortunately just got hurt on last night's game. He's played 29 games with the Ducks, 8 points. 24 games with San Diego, he scored 12 points. Josh Mahura, Mahura even played 11 games up in Anaheim. He got four points. He's played 40 games in San Diego with 19 points. Isaac Lundstrom, another former Duck, he played 15 games with Anaheim this season and four points. In 39 games played with San Diego, he scored 20 points. Captain Carrick, Sam Carrick, he only got nine games played in Anaheim this season. He's the captain for the goals. He'll be in San Diego. Kiefer Sherwood, that is a key one. He's played six games so far with Anaheim, scoring one point. In 37 games played with San Diego, he scored 23 points, and 16 of those are goals. Chase DeLeo, he played only one game in Anaheim. He's played 47 in San Diego, 23 points. This one just happened. Yanni Hockenpah just got called up by the Ducks. He played on Wednesday night's game. He's played 47 games in San Diego, scoring 13 points. Then we get the other two, Christian Juice. So far in five games with the Ducks, he scored one point, and he's been pretty key for the Ducks. He played 42 games for the Hershey Bears, scoring 32 points. So we still don't know if Juice is going to be eligible. Then Andrew Agazino, who has been impressive with Anaheim. For wilkes Scranton, he played 37 games and scored 33 points. That is 12 guys right there. They've combined for 269 games with the Ducks and 405 games down in the minors, either in San Diego or Hershey or Wilkes-Barre. So you've got a plethora of guys that can come back down to San Diego for the final week of the season and make one last playoff push. Sam Carrick is currently in San Diego. Chase DeLeo, he should be in San Diego. Yanni Hockenpah, he should be back as well. Christian Juice, we still don't know if he will be able to play with San Diego. Same with Andrew for Kiefer Sherwood should be back. Carrick is still there. Isaac Lundestrom, he should be playing as well in San Diego. He should be back with the goals later on. Same with Josh Mahura because they've played the majority of their games with the goals this season. Brendan Gooley is injured, so that's just a big question mark. We'll see what happens with Brendan Gooley. He has been impressive with San Diego this season. Jacob Larson probably won't be able to come back. He's played too many games in Anaheim and not nearly enough in San Diego. With Anaheim being thin on D, expect Larson to stay up with Anaheim the rest of the season. He wouldn't be eligible to come back. Max Comtois, he would be eligible to play with San Diego this postseason. And possibly Troy Terry. Yeah, Troy Terry has played 10 games in San Diego. 47 with the Anaheim Ducks. He might be eligible to come back. Max Jones, I am not so sure. But there are 10, count them, 10 guys that I just listed off. Eight of them are very likely to be on the San Diego goals roster down the stretch and making a playoff push. It is very important for these guys to come back to San Diego Something can be said about the NHL experience these guys have. And I'm going to go right to the point. When you have more guys playing up with the big club, it does something to their confidence. Because they know they worked damn hard to make it to that point. They made it to the NHL. So they carry over, or hopefully carry over that confidence that they got for the National Hockey League. And it transfers back to San Diego to make a big playoff push. Look at what happened with the Columbus Blue Jackets players. Lake Erie Monsters. 2016. They won it all. A lot of those guys have played in the NHL now. One of them. Zach Wierenski. Look how well he's doing in Columbus now. Hey, look at Sonny Milano. Sonny Milano was part of that 2016 run. And look at his debut for the Anaheim Ducks as well. Look, it is very important to have these guys all come back. And general manager Bob Murray knows... That it is going to be important to get some extra games for all of these guys if they can make a deep playoff push. Colorado, they are going to be decimating their Eagles roster. So we'll see what happens with Colorado on the last couple weeks of the season. Arizona, they might be okay. Tucson is going to be the scariest team out of those five that are going to have their full complement of players come back the Arizona Coyotes have not been injured much this season, which is why they've only had seven players jump between the AHL and the NHL. That's why it's that small number for games played, etc. So there's your breakdown as far as possible playoff rosters for each of the five playoff teams. And it is so close between all five of them that I'm honestly not going to make any predictions at this point. If I had to choose, I would say the two teams that are more in danger of missing the playoffs would be the Ontario Reign simply because they have so few games left. And the Colorado Eagles, because they have a tough schedule and there are constantly guys moving up and down between the Avs and the Eagles. Although it was just reported today that Martin Kout, he was going to be sent back down to the Colorado Eagles. That is big for them. Kaut So far this season has been great for Colorado. 31 games played. He's got 16 points for the Eagles. They would love to have him back. And that news just broke down earlier this morning. So there is your in-depth look on the rosters. I hope you all learned something from that. And hey, maybe you become more educated on which players are going to come back down in San Diego. So it's going to be a fun race down to the end for the race for the Calder Cup. And with that, I want to say thank you all for listening. You can hear this or any of the previous podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Please make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe, most importantly. Although I do love the five-star ratings as well, so thank you very much for that. If you have not yet left a five-star rating on Apple, please do so if you like it, especially if you're a San Diego Gulls fan. I want to thank you all very much for listening. Tomorrow, we're going to break down the past two games for the Anaheim Ducks. They lost on Tuesday. They somehow won on Wednesday against the Colorado Avs. So we're going to talk about that on tomorrow's podcast. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. I'll see you at the arena and stay classy, San Diego.